What's going on, WandaVision fans? Welcome back to Marvel Mondays right here on the Streamer Season Podcast feed, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And guys, we just turned a year, this podcast this month, February 2nd, the announcement turned a year old. So we've been doing this thing for almost a full year. Our first episode went up a month later, doing the damn thing. And uh, the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network is now three years old by the time you're listening to this. So thank you to everybody for the support. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. And as always, joining us here on Marvel Mondays, the one and only Dylan Mazzola. Yo, it's always great to be back. Uh, This show is getting crazy and I can't wait to talk about it. And via Bloomington, Indiana, the one and only Harry the K. Yo, yeah, this episode, this most recent episode was nuts, and it just keeps getting better. Last episode, we thought was like, holy banger of an episode, which it was. But episode five, titled on a very special episode, dot, 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 was an absolute banger that blew episode four out of the water. And before we get into breaking it all down, theorizing, putting on our tinfoil CMBR hats... The show would not be possible without our awesome sponsors. You guys know we talk about Tomahawk Shades. They've been on board with us for almost a year for the entire network doing the damn thing. Two brothers on Long Island started this company because they didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for a pair of sunglasses. So they're like, you know what? We're just going to do it ourselves. Same quality, fraction of the price. And they're hooking you guys up with an even bigger fraction of the price because when you go to tomahawkshades.com, you fill up your your cart with the blue light plus glasses that I wear every single show. Harrison wears them every single show. Dylan, when he's driving to work, because you know we still gotta we still gotta grind out here. He's wearing the tomahawk <laughs> shade sunglasses, all that good stuff. Fill up your cart with with everything that you need from Tomahawk Shades and use our promo code USP at checkout. You're going to get 25% off your order. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com to get 25% off your order. They're coming out with the new Small Batch Collective run. It's Valentine's Day related. The hoodies look fire. Get them while they're hot because once they're gone, they're gone. It's TomahawkShades.com, a quality product for an affordable price. Promo code USP for 25% off your order order and speaking of valentine's day fellas make sure you're ready for wherever the night takes you and our friends at manscape the global leader in men's below the waist grooming are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so that you can be ready for anything on that special day two million men are already trusting manscape products to groom make sure you're one of them your girl can't think of what to get you this year tell her to get You know, the gift that's for you and for her. Because, uh, you know, the best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, 
which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it comes time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, we've smelled the worst down there before, and that's why I'm thankful for their crop preserver and crop reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, and sticking, and these products smell good. Their manly uh, scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day long. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Easily the comfiest boxers I've ever owned. The boys here can attest as well. They sent us a couple of them things, and they are comfy. And complete your grooming game with the new Refined Cologne Signature sent by Manscaped. Harrison can attest he loves that thing. Uh, and with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code USP. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. And we will get to our stateside vodka cocktail of the week later on in the show. But boys, on a very special episode of WandaVision, the fifth episode in the series, what an absolute roller coaster, banger, theory-filled episode that pulled from so many different avenues. And we are entering what I, what we thought last week was a whole new era of Marvel. Well, this episode said, hold your stateside vodka because we're going in for a ride. They just, yeah, it's a, a ride is definitely what we <laughs> are on right now. I, it's just funny you say that, and Harrison said it too. Like, episode four was crazy. We all agreed. And then this episode five, is it got even nuttier in all the good ways. And I need to go out and purchase a new tinfoil hat or make a new one because I just got some more ammo for the show. <laughs> it, it's just so cool and weird and Marvel needs to do more stuff like this. This is the like the stuff that we all theorize and go crazy about. And I'm so glad they didn't ease us into the weirdness of phase four. They're just jumping head in, head up into it. It's just great. Yeah, so the, the episode is now set in the 1980s, and uh, Wanda and Vision trying to get the twins to go to sleep. And, uh, you know, while Wanda tells Vision to go get their pacifiers and everything, uh, Wanda tries to use telekinesis to make them sleepy, which I thought was uh, pretty wild that she was using her powers on the kids. Um, but she's surprised and mildly frustrated that, you know, her powers don't work on the kids. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Um, and also the episode intro, let, let's not forget. We, we can't miss out on this intro because it tied in three very awesome 80s sitcoms. Uh, you know, yeah. also <laughs> Baby Vision. <laughs> Baby Vision. Like, we all know that's not a thing, but they had to make it a thing just for this show. It's incredible. 
all I'm saying is we need Baby Vision, Baby Groot, and Grogu to go on wild adventures together. That would, would be the crossover event of the century. They would get nothing done. <laughs> nothing it would nothing be, would be accomplished. It would just be constant. I am Groot's little Grogu, like, and <laughs> Vision. Vision can probably speak. Let's, Vision let's be probably real. speaking in, like, seven different tongues. Yeah. I'd watch that. It's it, probably incoherent as hell, but, like, yeah, at least he'll be speaking. Yeah. yeah, he would speak in code. <laughs> and let's not speaking forget computer. Let's not forget the intro of the episode when they do the, you know, last time on WandaVision, completely different for the third time in that scene when Vision asks where Geraldine went. Wanda the first time, oh, she had to run home. Second time, oh, she had to run home. She turns around and Vision's dead. This time on the recap, it was oh, she didn't belong here. Yeah, Ooh. that was um, that was interesting. It's also interesting because we got a glimpse of it when he, when uh, the babies were trying to go to bed. Um, Vision is becoming more cognitively aware, I guess, more situational uh, around uh, awareness. You know what I mean? And uh, you, you you can definitely see the tensions growing in between them. The way she was talking to him and answering him with, with any kind of yeah. question. It. it- she had any control over vision in the first place she's losing it entirely at this point because he is he's right next to being completely aware of what's going on oh absolutely i I think he figures it out next episode honestly and i mean you know you had the the kids crying and everything and uh it, it Wanda's powers not working on the kids was an interesting aspect of everything in the grand scheme of what's going on in the hex, which was the new phrase uh, brought up in this episode to describe, you know, Westview in a sense was the hex. Um, you call it, Kyle. <laughs> the hexagons were there. I knew something was yep. up with them. And uh, it it kind of shows like, you know, Wanda really only has control to a certain extent over what's going on in this pocket reality that she's made for herself. It's starting to look more and more like she's becoming a bystander. And even she didn't know what she was getting into whenever this whole Westview anomaly started. Yeah. I I think she had an idea. She had an idea of what was going to happen, but it's just way beyond her control at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a way to look at it. You could probably theorize just from going off of what we've seen so far and not getting into more an episode that maybe, like you're saying, being a bystander, that maybe she created it kind of subconsciously without malintent and then also being guided by someone else. And now that she's more like awake, she's a prisoner in her own game, so to speak, in her own mind, quite literally, <laughs> figuratively. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Dylan, we before we started recording, you brought up you know all the the red highlights and everything uh, that were around uh, a certain person, but they were around kind of everywhere in this episode, and it's kind of yeah. a, an after editing effect. Great job by you know, the production staff and everything to, you know, have that little subtlety. But I think it, you know, goes to show, along with, you know, the people, Wanda doesn't have full control over 
all the occurrences in the hex. Yeah. It might be like a, a proximity thing. And maybe the closer she's with or to people like in the town, they're more in tune to what she's doing. Like who knows? It's, it, it's a several, several square, uh, square mile radius, correct? The West view. It's not, it's, yeah, it's at least large. five miles. Yeah. So what if you're on one, like, you know, wherever her house is located, uh, whether it's centrally or not. Well, what if you're on the outskirt of the far end of the circle? You might not be as brain dead because we've heard people like the doctor before make references and jokes to like, ah, yes, it's really hard to get out of here. So that's them like breaking or like how Herb was glitching. Like how Kyle pointed it out. Mm-hmm. Like there are clearly when she's not around or not or view or when Agnes is not always around as well. It seems like people are doing some suspect things. And, uh, it's funny the red, the red thing. I noticed it because I think it was Visions. Uh, he had like button. He had a button up shirt on, or yep. and that, it sparkled. And I was like, "Why is it sparkling?" And, and it was then in I that noticed window was behind red. him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the the red glow definitely makes more of an appearance throughout this episode, and we'll get to a big part of that later on. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on the, you know, Vision reading the children, the Descent of Man by Charles Darwin. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely an interesting choice to read your infant's children. Like, I think Charles that's a Darwin, mutant. Obviously, uh, you know, evolution and like Dylan mutants. said, it's definitely a, a hint at mutants that can now be referenced because Disney owns uh, the rights to everything Fox. Um, yeah, they literally had to hop through hoops to get Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch into the MCU by rewriting their backstories to not make them mutants anymore. Yeah. Like... It feels good to finally have the mutants back. Absolutely. Yeah. Magneto will bring me death. Please. <laughs> Please. Ag- Agnes pops up and we get the first, like, you know, WTF, what is going on here moment where, uh, you know, Agnes is like, oh, I'll take care of the kids. And Vision's like asking all these questions like, oh, when's the last time you washed your hands? Eh, I- I'd rather not. Let's not do that. And Agnes kind of looks at Wanda and is like, you want to take that from the top? Almost like Wanda is like the the director of what's going on in Westview. Um, that was uh, that was kind of like an eyebrow raise moment because Vision also caught on to it and was like, "What did she just say?" Yeah, you know, I think that's another. It was another, that was the scene that really made me start thinking that Wanda doesn't doesn't have control here anymore. But she, even she looked confused by it. She did look confused by it, but also, like, in a sense where I think what you're saying, Harrison, like, she looked confused by Agnes' response as well. Like, you know, like, why are you saying that? I don't know. It's weird. The show's definitely indicating that she's losing power in general and control. We're just not Mm -hmm. sure to what extent. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Agnes starts spraying lavender, I believe it was, over the kids. Yeah, lavender. I'm sure that was some kind of potion. Like, like it has to be. Agnes has some sort of affinity for these kids that is far more than what you know they want to lead on, um, which makes really a lot sinister. of sense. Yeah, it's because oh, yeah. she wants her her boss to eat them. <laughs> her, her boss, husband, jailer, whatever she calls him, Ralph. Oh, Ralph Devil Mephisto. <laughs> um. And then, you know, everything, all of a sudden, the kids stop crying, and it's like, 
Vision's like, oh, do you hear that? Absolutely nothing. And they look in the cribs. There's no kids there. And uh, Agnes was also digging through, you know, the, the cabinets for dark liquor to pretend like the kids were teething. But also notice how recently Agnes has always had like a drink in her hand. Oh, yeah. yeah at one point or another, I think that's pretty interesting, interesting. and something to keep an eye on. Um, but then we turn around and we've got five-year-old Tommy and Billy and Agnes doesn't, it doesn't phase her that these kids just aged five years. No, she makes a joke, right? Like, ah, kids can't grow up so fast. You can't control them. The the emphasis on you can't control them. I think that was like, she was telling Wanda, you can't control these kids. This is something new for you. And then mm-hmm. she takes a sip of her stateside vodka. Facts. Some stateside bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, you can get at statesidevodka.com for a limited time. I think it's a good point about the drinking all the time, Kyle. I think it, all, it might just be genuinely because she's self-aware and she has to watch a half-dead man jingle around. That's probably stressful. And if she works oh. for Mephisto, <laughs> she also works for the devil. So probably not the easiest. And if she's a witch, she's alive for like ever. So she probably probably stressed out. <laughs> drinking. Uh, or she's at the point where she just doesn't care anymore and will go through every single day drunk if she has to. Which the, yeah. the not caring part also translates over to Wanda, which we'll get to in just a moment. But uh, we also, throughout this episode, and I loved this about this episode, because last week, you know, it was more of let's recap the events that happened, but we're going to see it through the eyes of S.W.O.R.D. We're going to see it through Monica after getting yeeted out of the hex. Now we're going back and forth, and I absolutely love this dynamic that they're taking. Yes, Agreed. because it means longer episodes, too. Yeah, this yes. was the longest of the episode of the series crap so far. That we were getting. This was 41 minutes. The, the first three episodes, I love the first three episodes, but they were way too short. Yeah, way they were too way short. too short. They were way too short, and it's not uh, the show's fault, but it somehow bothers me when episodes and shows are so different in length. Like, if one's 25 minutes and one's 40, I'm like, why can't we make them all 40 minutes? <laughs> Can we have yeah. some uniform, please? Like, can they be like five minutes apart? Not. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful it's getting larger. Hopefully, that trend continues. Maybe next week oh, we get should. like 45 minutes. Oh my god! Hopefully, like if we can get like 40 minute episodes at least for the rest of the series, I will be doing backflips. I'll be oh, ecstatic. I'll be very content with that, guys. And I also I, piggyback off what you said, Kyle. I do love. I love when movies and stories do the back and forth. Like this is their their point of view. This mm-hmm. is theirs dynamic. It's very very interesting. And I'm happy they're doing that. And we get introduced to the real world with a uh, you know X-ray scanning machine lifting up off of Monica. They're doing tests on her, and her scans come back oversaturated like bright white with a couple like burn ink blotty looking marks on there as well um we talked about it last week with the 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 tv networks that were on in the sword headquarters where we had the ahih i think it is the normal like marvel news network that we see but then we also saw spectrum news and we know spectrum is a character uh in the comics that is you know monica rambo's you know super alias I think when she got yeeted out of the hex, Wanda gave Monica her powers. 
Oh, she I agree. definitely got powers when she got out of that hex. I Her agree. would have came back normal in any other situation. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that she didn't die. We talked, like, I brought it up last time. She got yeeted out. She wasn't, oh, like... yeah. Like, Wanda didn't say, here you go, darling. I'm going to place you down. She was like, yeet! <laughs> she threw her. So, yeah. I mean, she clearly has powers. <laughs> Wait, which one of you guys um, brought up the fact that uh, Wanda may have given... Her pow- those powers to Monica on purpose. I said yeah, that. She could sense that. Yeah. So she could sense she was an ally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she, she may outwardly not trust or like Monica based off of what or she. Or she might behalf. be saying that because someone else is pulling the strings. Like we're all everyone exactly. watching the shows deducing, and it's kind of like the yeah, I hate you. Wink. Here's superpowers. You degenerate. Like you know, like. <laughs> Help get, me, get out! Help me. Get out of my hexagon, but also stay in the area and yeah. help me when I need help. Right. That's don't help me, wink. Like you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I that's why things going on. Hopefully. And they kind of debrief Monica about the experiences in the hex because now they have a you know firsthand experience with it, and uh, she described it as a hopeless feeling while under Wanda's control, and described it as grief, which is a big, uh, you know key thing here because we know Wanda has undergone the most grief of any MCU character ever. <laughs> um, yeah, she's had it tough. Very tough. And watching it back, because I, I typ- you guys know I typically watch everything at least twice and there was a part when they were going through like, you know, all the scenes where she's experienced grief where Wanda's like it was kind of like an upper torso shot and she had that same costume on that she had when she broke into sword, which we'll get into right after this to recapture vision's body. That looked like a new scene. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. I didn't, didn't really think about that. I haven't got to watch it twice uh, yet. So I'm, it was a no, very I mean, short, subtle thing, but it was something that I definitely don't ever remember seeing in any of the movies. Huh. Wait, you, as in like the outfit she was wearing? You were, is that what you were saying? Yeah, you know, it, it looked okay. eerily similar to what she was wearing in the footage that they showed when she breaks into Sword. And just like the way it was shot, it didn't look like it was from any of the movies. Maybe it's her traditional outfit, like the one she I, wears in the I comics. Thought it looked, I, think, I thought it kind of looked like the one she wore in Endgame. It, it looked similar to Endgame, but the way the scene was shot looked more up-to-date and new than Endgame. Well, if I know anything with Hollywood, um, because she was quoted saying, oh, like, I'm glad I never have to wear the old one because, you know, it's traditionally done up to glorify certain attributes of a woman, which I understand why she wouldn't want to wear that. Because it's a bit bit sexual. The background (laughs) of the shot... It's humanizing, too. The background of the shot also looked like Westview. That's true, but so for my the sake guess, of this show, my yeah. guess is that shot is in a sense to portray like the first time she was back to wherever she was trying to go with Vision's body and seeing it like the way it was, and then she started to trying to create and... Westview to revive him. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. Okay. 
I, I, I just think she's going to be wearing, like, her original comic book thing, her outfit, but they're going to make a couple maybe, like, alterations. Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't the original comic outfit. It was... I, th- I think it'd be pretty obvious if it was the original comic book. Well, she could be wearing, she could be wearing the, a jacket over it. The, the original one, you get cold in. Maybe it, she has a trench coat on. It was like, similar to Endgame slash what she came out of the head gotcha. wearing. Gotcha. Um, the head, the head, the headgear would be enough to uh, yeah, take you off to it was the normal, OG costume just, from a, it, a it was it was definitely a, a scene shot in Westview, and I think it's the first time that she was back with Vision in hand. But uh, we'll also get to that more in depth because that is extremely important in this episode. Um, but <sighs> I also found it hilarious the the piecing together of. Uh, you know, Jimmy Woo breaking everything down. The twins were born in 1989 in Sokovia. Um, and he said, I don't really like to, you know, defame anybody's character, but uh, this guy's a... And then uh, Darcy's like, a dick, but then they cut to uh, Tyler Hayward saying terrorist to make it sound like Tyler Hayward's a terrorist. Wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if he was, honestly. He, he seems 1,000% like... is. That guy is an absolute certified scumbag. Um, yeah. I think so, but I also think he's just an over-paranoid, stereotypical military-esque director in a show. Like, he's just going to – he's the kind of shoot first, uh, quite literally. Ask questions later. Yeah. <laughs> so – I think um, there's something deeper. I don't deeper. trust him. I think there's something a lot deeper with him because – I don't trust him either, but – I think I think he hates Monica a lot. He hates Monica. She... He hates Wanda. He probably hated her mother, which then hated, which then carried over to hating her you know, her child. There's yeah. a lot about this guy that doesn't add up. He could be. He could be. Um, what's the opposite of the alien that shapeshifts? Their their enemy. The what's Cree. the other? Oh, one? Uh, the Kree. No. Oh yeah. Because the, or he could be, oh, he could the scrolls. And there are the, and the, there are good and bad ones of that. So for all we know, oh, he yeah. could be part of the secret. He could be he could be part of the secret evasion timeline, which is why he's so disgruntled with her mom and Captain Marvel. But either way, he's definitely an asshole. I agree with you guys there. But also, would he be a director of a secret agency? Like you, sh- you, you, sh- you should definitely feel jaded and shaded by him. He didn't like he didn't become a leader of a, a top secret organization to be a trustworthy guy. You know what I mean? Inherently, that character's going to be shady. It's like Nick Fury. As much as we like him, he's shady. He hides. He hides everything. Hayward's also acting yeah. director. He's not. He doesn't full blown have the title yet. That's true. That's true. So there's definitely some some real like a lot of stuff adds up to him being shady, especially this next part where uh, you know Monica tries to say that Wanda's not a terrorist. She doesn't have like political uh, you know drive to do whatever she's doing, and then. Hayward, uh, you know, brings up the fact, you know, that Wanda broke into S.W.O.R.D. headquarters and we see, like, security footage of Wanda breaking down windows that I'm pretty sure is something that Dylan and I, we either talked about it on the pod or we brought it up off camera where there was a deleted scene in Endgame that Paul Bettany brought up in an interview where uh, Wanda was going to be opening up, like, a morgue drawer and Vision's yeah. body was going to be in there, but Feige had to cut the scene. So I'm pretty sure that's where that kind of came from, and they reworked it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the one, the sword, like doctor, scientist, whatever they were, were not phased by Wanda like smashing and shattering these windows. And two, 
there were like six different tables and Vision was just dismembered and being dissected and worked on. And that is totally what Hayward was talking about with Monica, where they're like working on robotics, sentient weapons, AI. They were like going against Vision's living will of not being used as a weapon for anything. And Hayward brings that up too, where it goes against the Sokovia Accords, it goes against his living will, and he tried to spin it on Monica and, and the quote unquote good guys to make yeah. it sound like Wanda's the villain. And he is going out of his way to make sure Wanda is painted as the villain in all of this, and I don't agree with it. No, it's I don't like, agree with uh, it either. Hey, look, this this lady, she lost her husband after losing her brother and her parents, and now she wants to bring her husband back, even though it's against his will. Don't pay attention to us making a weapon out of him, even though that was very much against his will. Just... Pay attention to the woman. Don't don't look at us. Hey, dude, I, I I agree, but remember, once again, Nick Fury did the same exact thing earlier on and made weapons out of the out of uh, out of things out of his mind. Granted, that came in handy at some points. But point is, I think what they're trying to do is like Marvel works in like parallels. So until we learn more, until we're completely completely confirmed that someone else is aiding or controlling Wanda, and until we are. Well, you guys are confirmed about him being like a a villain, like more of a villain. It's kind of like a civil war vibe in the sense of like, whose side are you taking? Like, are you backing with humanity that sees it from what it is? They see an Avenger going rogue that captured 3000 people and holding them against their will. Or are you siding with a woman who was, you know, disgruntled and then turned good and is now a superhero, but now she's acting kind of sus. So I, I I like that aspect of it that like you can see both sides like you know here's some other questions I have because Hayward brings up that she broke into Sword nine days ago at that point yeah that was a confusing the timeline I don't know really which that. if yeah, that was nine days off. ago he knew about her breaking in when he met with Monica to give her this FBI mission and set Monica to go up go into this hex full well knowing what was going on and just didn't tell Monica. That's true. And how long was the town up before she grabbed Vision then, if that's right. accurate? So there's yeah. that. And then also, because we know Wanda was blipped in Infinity War, how the hell did S.W.O.R.D. get their hands on Vision? Because obviously Vision was gone by the time Wanda came back from the blip. How the hell did Sword get into Wakanda to get Vision's body? That's a very good question. Maybe his body was shipped back to the United States for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then Sword might have just been able to take it over. That's a question I have. And then the other question, you can go like the safe route and say like she has that connection with Vision. But it's like, how did she know Vision's body was at Sword? How did she get that tip? to say, I gotta go to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters and get my mans back. At that, at that Tony's funeral, she probably was sitting there just like reading, reading their minds, like, who knows who knows who my husband is or dead husband is? <laughs> Those are three big questions I have with that whole thing, and I'm sure we'll get answers to at least one or two of them, if not all. Um, probably all of them. But that was I, don't, I don't know if we'll get all the answers immediately. Uh, I think we'll get them throughout the course of all the series that's going to be released this year. Like, this will tie into Falcon and Winter Soldier. It'll tie into Loki because of the Mephisto link. Uh, 
it's obviously tying into Multiverse of Madness. It's going to tie into the Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Man um, movie, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's also, if you look at it, when Wanda is first introduced in Age of Ultron, she gives all the Avengers visions, right? Well, have you guys realized that all their visions, to a degree, have come true? Like, Captain America's vision is him dancing with Peggy. Well, he technically did that. He alternated history and got to marry her and got his dance. He got to do more than dance. <laughs> he got to live life. Um, Thor's is his, him failing and his, his uh, homeland blowing up. And, like, his, I think they hit him, like, his mom or dad dying, which they both do. Um, spoilers, uh-oh. And then et cetera. So it's like Wanda has an ability to almost see the future of sorts. So, Kyle, to go kind of off what you said, maybe if she, that, she has the power to somewhat – have a general idea of where Vision's being held. And also, I mean, if she knows that Sword's existing, like S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff, she probably just literally went and, like, read somebody's mind and then went and, and, went and found the body. She is a no super problem. powerful... Tele- She's a super powerful telepath. So, I mean, life's, life's pretty easy when you can literally read anyone's mind and make them I, see things. As Monica said, she could have taken down Thanos on her own, on, on her own if he hadn't called in a blitz. Like, yeah. She is... One of the most power. I think she might be the most powerful uh, person in the MCU. Easy. Uh, I, I think she's like, yeah, I think she is. I was trying to think of anyone's like yeah. Captain Marvel, maybe. Like, yeah. Um, would her I dad mean, technically be stronger than her because his helmet wouldn't allow her to control his brain? Or is that how that works? Or is it, is it just for Professor X? I think if we're going if, if we're going by mutant Wanda, because you know. As yeah, Jean Grey might give her fits. Professor X is like. Either way, she's one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, Avenger, and she's in the upper oh, echelon, yeah. the S tier of most powerful Marvel characters. Now that uh, Captain America is an is an old man, she is the most powerful. Uh, actually, Thor might give her. Thor and Hulk are right there up with her. I'd say. I still, think, I still think Wanda blows them out yeah. of the water. I all, agree. She has to do is, I agree. all she has to do is make them see a vision again, and she can like kill them while they're distracted, fighting their, yeah. their, their energy. Wanda's in a yeah. tier of her own. Especially because of everything Westview, and like she's able to do what she's doing, which we'll get into. Um, but, like they always do in WandaVision, let's take a commercial break and talk about our friends at Stateside Vodka because we've got our Stateside Vodka Cocktail of the Week, which we'll also bring up. And uh, for those of you that might be new to the show, we have our friends at Stateside Vodka. Fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. They're headquartered in old Kensington, Philadelphia. They're currently closed due to COVID, but once that bad boy opens up, you best believe we will be there hanging out because they have a full bar, they have restaurants, and they offer distillery tours weekly. And because we have to wait seven days to watch each new episode of WandaVision, that's how many times Stateside Vodka distills their vodka. Seven times distilled, certified gluten-free, and it's blended with electrolytes, which makes it the first vodka on the market with a mineral composition that's on the same spectrum of electrolytes found in that sports drink everybody loves that starts with a G. And it's the first actively hydrating vodka on the market. And they've also won awards for best package in the world. Head over to statesidevodka.com right now to purchase your one liter vodka bottles and use our promo code USP for 10% off of those one liter vodka bottles. Our promo code only works on those because that's all they can legally discount. 
So the one liter vodka bottles at statesidevodka.com. Promo code USP gets you 10% off your sale. And, of course, must be 21 or older to order. And please drink responsibly in our Stateside Vodka WandaVision Cocktail of the Week. Makes sense because of all the all the red that was floating around in this episode. We're going with uh, a, an oldie but a goodie, the Cosmopolitan. You get, you get that stateside vodka in there, 100% cranberry juice, some lemon juice, and some simple syrup in there. And you've got yourself a nice, tasty, red-tinted drink to enjoy during WandaVision. It's the Cosmopolitan. Statesidevodka.com, promo code USP on those one-liter vodka bottles. Like we said, must be 21 or older to order. Please drink responsibly, and we'll have the the ingredients breakdown and the recipe on our social media handles. And Dom should have a video breaking down how to make this tasty treat later Yum. in the week. Oh yeah. And speaking of commercials, guys, my commercial theory, just like Dylan's school theory back in The Mandalorian was correct, <laughs> my commercial theory was proven correct. Each commercial in WandaVision details some sort of aspect of her grief that she's gone through in line with her appearances in the MCU. Yeah. You called it. I called it. You called it. The it's- the Lagos paper towels and when I was watching I was like there's no way. There's no way they did this. So, for those of you that don't know, Lagos obviously the largest city in Nigeria. Ironically, we were number shout, five shout in Nigeria. Nigeria on the charts. Shout out our Nigerian listeners. Um, and this is where uh, the attack on the headquarters happened and, and Wanda, you know, blew up a building essentially. And it also led into, you know, civil war and picking sides. And the tagline for the Lagos paper towels made so much sense um, because it was, it was uh, to clean up a mess that you didn't intend on making, I think, something like that. Yes. Yeah. For those messes you don't me- mean to make or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. And it was just, it was a direct stab at the fact that she made a man into a bomb. Yeah, it was uh, It was perfect. It was a play on the, the 1984 Bounty commercial as well. Um, the liquid being red kind of signified blood, more red showing up you know, with, with Wanda's powers and everything. Uh, and at the end of the commercial, if you listen closely, you still hear liquid dripping, which is eerie. It's scary because we've said from the jump that this show is like a harder show. It's not a, a sitcom. It is scary as hell. And that was kind of to signify like, you know, blood still on the hands. Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite literally. <laughs> She she really didn't mean to, but like that was a pretty big terror attack. Is is what it was like? That's a yikes! It was a big yeah. yikes. It's a big big yikes, big yikes. And you know, with the the mess you didn't intend to make, uh, or here it is, Lagos. For when you make a mess you didn't mean to, is also like Wanda didn't necessarily mean to like get caught up in the Avengers she didn't mean to get caught up you know in the Civil War you know picking a side and 
that's what ended up happening, you know, throughout Age of Ultron, Civil War. Like, she unlocked her her powers, the goddess within her, from the Hydra Soap in Age of Ultron. And, you know, we get, we got two more MCU appearances movie-wise for Wanda, which are Infinity War and Endgame. And I cannot wait to see what they do with these commercials because you have to think... Thanos makes some sort of an appearance. That'd yeah. be sweet. Oh man, imagine like I don't know, like a cartoon ad where they get like the a comic version of Thanos in there. That would be cool. Something yeah, and the Thanos commercials are going to pop up. Yeah, it's. I don't know how they would do that because the commercials are also obviously, as you pointed out, like the show is getting current, more current, like in the in the bubble essentially. So the commercials we get newer. And once it gets to the 90s, it might get to the point where we actually recognize the, c- the commercial are spoofing. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait for the 90s stuff. So oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be interesting as they go like more con- more current, like how they're like what they're going to show. And if they show Thanos, how would they do that in a commercial? My guess like, is going to be a Thanos quote gets put into the commercial one way or another, or it'll be a tagline. And mm. my front runner is, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> oh, oh man or maybe it's like uh, you couldn't live with your failure and where did that lead you kind of line uh, talking Back about like grades or something yeah like there's gonna yeah. be some sort of Thanos like big time quote that is the tagline of the product in the commercial and every like the internet is gonna break at like 3.30 in the morning that's it, nuts <laughs> it, it could be like you can't re- live with your blank failures so like something messed up it's gonna and be like did that lead you right to it's us. like a tax commercial <laughs> it's gonna be like goldfish the snack that leads you back to me <laughs> what oh my god i can't oh, wait no. I, like those are the last two movies obviously in phase three and those are the last two movie Ooh. appearances for wanda so they have I, to I come cracked- in I just cracked it wide open. Uh, it's definitely going to be like the uh, you took everything from me line. I don't even know who you are. It's going to be one of those two lines. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it is. Did, was there someone who took everything from you? Oh, Call this number now. And get it all back. Get It'll be, it's, got a, it's like an insurance, like accident lawyer or something. Yeah, accident lawyer. It, yeah. Yes, it could be that. Or it could be, it could be that, uh, what's the board game where you play, where you guess the characters? It's like a bunch of, a bunch of people and you try to guess. Guess who? Guess who? <laughs> no, it could be like, quite literally. imagine this is how they introduce some huge mutant or X-Man. Um, like, call Eric Lencher for a free consultation. Oh my goodness. The the possibilities are endless for these commercials. I am thrilled that it is on podcast, my theory, and we broke it all down, and the Lagos paper towels pretty much solidifies everything. Um, also, the commercials, the two reoccurring adults, 99.9% sure those are Wanda and Pietro's parents. Oh, they have to be. They have to be. 
nope, I'm not accepting it because I want them to make Magneto her dad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hopefully change it. <laughs> well, this could be this could be a way of them retconning the old parents, like having them in these commercials and then erasing them from memory completely. Because Jimmy Woo brings up in, in the debriefing that they were born in 1989 in Sokovia to parents, parents that it was like Oleg and somebody Maximoff. Yeah. He brought up um, in the debriefing in this episode. So there is a way to well, they wipe could, them. Yeah, it could be Magneto because in, in the comics he uses – I forget the name. I'm blanking. He uses an alias name all the time. Um when he's like in undercover and the story is that, you know, he gets a woman pregnant, Magneto, and then she like runs away and then he doesn't ever meet the children till a lot later in life. So that would kind of fit if they want to do that, but I'm not sure if they're going to rewrite it. Like, yeah. He's a, he has a couple. I mean, the man's wanted for most of his life. So he probably developed quite a few fake names. So <laughs> yeah. it could be Oleg for all we know, or it could just be an actual guy named Oleg. We'll see for real. And then uh, we head back to Westview, and we're in the 80s, which we also didn't get to the the intro uh, and what kind of this episode sitcom this was based around. There's three different ones. Um, biggest one, Family Ties, with the intro of, you know, the wand that looks like a paintbrush coloring in Vision instead of the wife, which it does on Family Ties kind of signifying like visions coming to his senses and realizing, you know, what the heck is going on here. Um, very nice little play in with family ties. There is uh, growing pains is tied in as well with kind of the, the pictures of everybody growing up. And yeah. um, obviously the big one that Elizabeth Olsen said, there would be a lot of uh, teases to full house, most notably the, the family picnic, uh, which I was like, the literal Leo DiCaprio. I was like, full house. There it is. Yeah. And then when they're running down the hill as well, uh, very full. How about that theme song, though? Did you guys listen to the words of the opening song? It was so. It literally makes no sense. It, it was it was foreshadowing, though. It was talking about, like, vision and, like, no control and, like, Wanda. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and, like, the whole family is forever thing that they get yeah. into later. And that, that was all what the song was about. It's like. Complete Dude, nonsense. Love is love and family is The show is and... turning into the YouTube videos. If you guys ever heard of it or anybody listening, like the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the weird, creepy ones. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, that's how, that's the vibes again. That mixed with like when we were kids, the Freddy Fingers, whatever his name Oh, oh yeah. Salad Fingers. Salad Fingers, Salad Fingers. Yeah, it's like those. It's like those two things mixed, and that's what WandaVision's giving me, which I love it. It's creepy. <laughs> it's, that getting, song, it's weird that and mixed. creepy and cool and just. Fun. Everything that's good. Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> uh, Wanda also learns that the twins uh, found a dog. I mean, all intents and purposes, how adorable are these five-year-old twins? They Perfect. did a good job. Um, but good I job. also thought they were drowning the dog at first glance because you didn't see it. <laughs> We've got to hide like, him oh, no, so mom lets see. us keep him. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, they're serial killers. <laughs> Uh, Happy I was wrong. Happy I was wrong. And yes, that would have been a very dark twist. Wanda being a little uh, hardcore, she's like, you know, I, I get you grew up, but did you have to learn how to walk? Yeah, her acting is getting, on purpose, is getting cheesier and creepier at the it's same so time. Good. Yeah. Wanda's, fits, Wanda's fits, her hairstyles for the 80s. Mwah. 
chef kiss. She's, Elizabeth Olsen is doing such a good job at portraying every single era. It's yeah, I like, agree. I never knew I needed to see the uh, youngest Olsen in a sitcom She's after Mary Kate and Ashley, but wow, she rules. She's killing it. Vision comes down. Also, Paul Bettany's hair, stunning. What a rock! The man star. had flow last week, and now he's got the the eighties cut. Oh, it's so it. good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Vision comes downstairs and is very generic. Morning wife, morning children. <laughs> morning animal. And, animal? Uh, <laughs> Wanda also asks, you know, which one of the kids barked because we hear the dog bark. And uh, Vision's like, oh, I just had a feeling somebody was going to stop by with the exact item we need, which also further confirms what we were talking about earlier where Agnes is 1,000% spying on these kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. 110%. For all we know, she was planting a bug when she was looking for the, wine, the, the alcohol in the cabinet, like a listening device. Or she does it via magic. Yep, it's that tiger. Yeah. It's that or tiger Or she has toy. more than one, obviously, because she's able to keep tabs on them wherever they are in the house. And, whenever, whenever, and it further insinuates she's magic because, like... Think back to the first one when she overhears there's like problems. She pops up with a crap ton of food. Yeah. Or she brings the doghouse for the dog. Or she brought the pineapple. Yeah. She says it's it's obviously magic. She knows everything that's going on. And like uh I, I I'm gonna get into this later, really, when we talk about the end of the episode, but it's it's weird, it's creepy. She is such a creepy character. I can't put my finger on what exactly it is, but it's just, she's off. I know that she's like supposed to be a villain, but she's just even off for a villain. Well, if she's who we really think she is, she's been alive since like the 1600s. So yeah. I, guess, yep. I guess she's had time. She's had time to be a little kooky. Wanda also shows off her powers with no like issue at all in front of Agnes vision loses his damn mind and is like what are you doing like we agreed upon this and uh Wanda's like what she didn't even notice plus she didn't even you know blink an eye when the kids aged up five years I yeah that also just kind of lays more into like Wanda doesn't really like have full control of what's going on she definitely, she doesn't. definitely does not because she goes through mo- like moods where at sometimes when things don't go her way and like the fourth wall is almost broken and when vision stares at the camera, sometimes she looks at and acts like hostile and other times she acts almost confused and like scared. So I think maybe the show is symbolizing that like at times she's not in control of her own body at all. Like she's just, like a passenger, I guess. You know, she's kind of just there for the ride. And other times, yeah. she's there. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Agnes is unfazed by it. And Vision's, like, saying that uh, he doesn't think that the boys are ready for a pet until they're at least <coughs> 10. <coughs> and then ten. the boys look at each other, sinister as all hell, and they age up to 10 years old, which is an important age. And we'll get into that as well. But By uh, the way, that was creepy watching them age. It was, oh, yeah. it was like animorphs. It was just like... And Wanda and Vision were like, wait, no, no, no. no. And it was too late. <laughs> Which I also, in the uh, in like the sitcom intro, I found it hilarious that the birthday cake had the one, two, three, four, and five candles on it. Where they oh, were celebrating 
all five birthdays at once. Yeah, because um, they're aging in like the course of two days. Yeah, and uh, again, Agnes was or yeah, Agnes was there for the uh, growing up of the kids. That's two for two. Mm-hmm. Maybe her presence. Her, her presence, like possibly, we'll talk about it in a possibly. little bit. Almost, almost three for three. If they almost three for three, later, yeah. Later, yeah. And Agnes so, also says, "I hope this dog stays this small for this, for, you know, longer than these kids." Like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh-oh. We jump back out into the real world, and Jimmy, Monica, and Darcy discuss ways of getting back into Westview. Monica alludes to knowing an aerospace engineer who can help them. There's multiple theories, theories floating that. around the internet, and we'll get into our theories a little bit later. Uh, Darcy notes she can't guarantee the field or the hex will not wipe Monica's mind again if she re-enters. Uh, they also you know, start to question the amount of power Wanda must be carrying to sustain all the sets, props, and wardrobe, and people of Westview, with Monica musing she could have taken out Thanos on her own if she had not initiated an airstrike, or if he had not initiated an airstrike, uh, you know, a blitz, and then, and that no one else could have come close. Jimmy and Darcy then bring up Captain Marvel, and Monica's like, uh, we're not going to talk about her because we're talking about Wanda, and was, like, very, like, pissed off that they brought up Captain Marvel. We'll also get into that theory because I think it's pretty interesting the way that things seem to be twisting about, um... They soon figure out that Monica's 70s clothing uh, retained the bulletproof quality of her sword uniform when she went in to the hex, and she pulls a Peggy Carter and just, like, no warning whatsoever, just pulls a gun out, pop, pop, busts some caps on her her outfits and everything, and uh, goes to show that her 70s outfit was still 87% Kevlar, meaning Wanda has the power to rewrite reality Rather than create something out of nothing to get back in, they need to send something that does not require any change. And before we started recording, don't know if it has anything to do with it, but the reality stone, obviously the infinity stones are destroyed, but the essence of them is still in the universe. Um, the reality stone is red. Yeah. So Mike first Trump. I want to I <laughs> get to uh, one of the aerospace theories that I had heard earlier today. It's the fake gym. It's, yeah, the fake gym. It's Reed Richards, John Krasinski. Guys, John Krasinski is already in WandaVision. He is starring as Jimmy Woo. He's he's already there, obviously. I mean, his name is Jim, for God's sake. Come on, like, get it together. It's right there. But no, if this show is a, a valley to introduce Reed Richards into the MCU... I will I will scream. That will be amazing considering he's one of the best superheroes to never actually get a good ad- adaptation. Here's my thing with that, and I think I would be absolutely electric if that's the way that he gets introduced. Like you said, he's one of the big characters, like massive. If Monica Rambo sending a text message to him is the way that he essentially gets introduced into the MCU... I feel like that is so underwhelming that it's not. This is also true, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, I guess. But either way, maybe they if it is him, they t- we talked about it before. We hinted at it, how like they've redone movies and people have either re-gotten their 
story done, like told, or they just kind of got put in there. And maybe they figured because Fantastic Four has been done literally twice in terms of like origin story. They were like, you know what? We're just going to put him in there. It's not the yeah. sexiest of entrances, but he's in there. We can't, we, we, you know, it's, it's John Krasinski. The internet's happy. <laughs> it would be cool. I also saw like a theory video where if you put the Spanish subtitles on, because obviously different languages have, you know, male, female connotation of words, the, the, uh, yeah. the aerospace engineer portion of the subtitles was a feminine article on the word. And people are saying, well, what if it was the little girl Skrull from Captain Marvel who Monica befriended when they were sitting on the steps? Which would, that would be also be insane. Awesome. Because then That'd be cool too. it wouldn't necessarily set up the Fantastic Four per se, but it would set up Secret Invasion. Now I that that would be amazing too. That that'd be a huge one, because that's gonna be what? That's a series, right? Yes. That's not a okay. I, I believe it's a series. Either way, that, it's that, confirmed. That would be a great way to set it up because then you talk about the good scrolls and then the bad scrolls. And the way that she reacted to Captain Marvel, too. Yeah. But I also, like, going off of both the Reed Richards and the the little girl scroll, Sue Storm is also extremely smart. And a doctor, and she's a doctor in her own right, I believe. I believe so. I am not... I'm not 100% down on Fantastic Four lore. Like, I don't know it as well as I know the Avengers, but I know the basic stuff. And she could be one of those people to get called in. Because why would they want to have well, another big backstory for the Fantastic Four? They skipped well, over What Spider-Man were her exact backstory. words? Like, what does she call the scientist? Like, a, a, a what? I know an aerospace engineer that can help us out. Okay, because I'm gonna double check and just see what the wiki page says for both of them. But yeah, uh, but... that that part is interesting, and then the Captain Marvel, you know, kind of there brushing are so many her ways off. To look at that. My my thought is because we know Captain Marvel's powers came from an Infinity Stone. Uh... <laughs> Monica's mom died from cancer, allegedly. Did Captain Marvel's CMBR radiation from the snaps and everything going out on missions with Captain Marvel, did she in turn give Maria Rambo cancer, and that's why she's no longer with us, and that turned that would, Monica away from Captain Marvel? That would be such a dark turn. Yep. That might be very dark be a, turn. That might be a bit even too dark for Marvel. That's my thing. That's like, oh. So there's that theory that's gone through my head, and also did like Captain Marvel turn on, I, you know, everybody in a sense, one way or another, that we'll probably find out in Captain Marvel too. You see, I I think that it's just you know you haven't seen a friend for a long time, and you're like, oh, they've given up on me, or like. But we've also it, had Nick Fury kind of like push to the side Captain Marvel's name when it's been brought up in Spider-Man as well as like, oh, we're not going to speak on her name. I, I get it. Like, she literally left Earth to go protect other uh, worlds, but Earth went through a hell of a lot of crises without her. So there might be a lot of feelings of negativity towards her just because she wasn't there. Yeah, it is. It is. That was interesting to say the least. So maybe we'll get more info on that. Maybe we won't, but probably Captain Marvel 2 will get a lot yeah. more information on yeah. that. 
Or maybe Monica was just so intent on trying to help Wanda that she just didn't care about Captain Marvel in that second. Like, this is... Captain Marvel is kind of a distraction to this huge hexagon. Like, even with all her powers, there's no way of really getting through to Wanda just because Mm Wanda is that powerful. I think it's just Marvel being intelligent as well and covering the potential Reed Richards slash the hate love relationship between Monica and Captain Marvel because they can ignore it and it could just it could be them putting it in there and like we always say as fans going crazy over it or they could double back on it and it could be you know I mean it could be more significant. Like, they know she, that we're going to theorize about everything. Oh yeah, yeah. They know she we're literally all could sickos. be texting. She, she, yeah, she exactly. She literally could have texted a, a regular. Well, not regular because that person's super smart, but a average non, you know, super powered aerospace engineer. For all we know, literally, a, re- literally a midday you up text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I know you're really smart. I have a problem that your big brain could help me with. Literally, or it might be Reed Richards. Hey, big head. Literally. Um, literally yeah. By yeah. the way, when I typed in Reed Richards, uh, Harrison. The first thing that popped up was aerospace engineer and science yeah. expert. So I think it's gonna be Reed Richards. So. I really think it is. I'm Fantastic oh, Four be... being the astronauts that you know, Sword lost. Could be yeah. Cool oh, that makes sense. That would be a great way to set up. Just that right there is enough backstory for the Fantastic Four. I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. We've seen it twice. I don't need it. That's it right there. So we go back into Westview and Visions at work. The computation company is more uh, up to date now. They have computers and uh, Vision helps Norm we have technology. figure out how to use these new computers. And the jokes were just amazing. I laughed and snorted at each and every one. Uh, it was like, oh, the we have an electronic technology. mail. <laughs> and it's like, can it help me find a wife? And Vision's like, oh, eventually. <laughs> Vision, it's like you spoke their language. Uh and then they get an email, and Norm tries to whip out a, a letter opener. I, I couldn't help but laugh. Like, it's the the dumb humor just gets me every time. It's perfect sitcom stupid humor. Oh, it's, it's just, great. It's meant yeah, it's, to make you laugh. It's awesome because it's meant to also give you, uh, like, a, a weird vibe for the show. Like, one second you're giggling, and then the next second you're like, oh, wait, this is all fake reality, and people are held against their will. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you go from like having a big dumb grin on your face watching Norman uh, Vision be old buddy buddy, and then the next second the entire office is reading aloud the email in a chanting monotonous tone. And yeah. you could say almost a cult devil like chant yeah. for be the, the first children. Time the show? Uh, so that email yeah. read: "Sword top secret communique." Authenticate Dr. Darcy Lewis's findings regarding Maximoff anomaly. High levels of radiation present at perimeter. Effect on Westview residents unknown. Please advise everybody reading it like it's a cult. Uh, And then they end up all laughing. Vision's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, He zaps the computer, then puts his fingies on the forehead of Norm. And Norm snaps out of this trance that he's in. And... I don't know if this was just like a production error, but this was on the write-up that we talked about last week on Norm's profiling that they did in the sword setup where once Vision awakens him, he starts being concerned about his sister and his father and everything. 
and he panics. Notice also how he didn't say Wanda's, you have to stop Wanda, you have to stop, you know, who he like, said she, right? Her. He said her has to stop her, claiming she is in his head. Vision quickly restores Norm's sitcom personality, and he's like all distraught. It didn't specifically Wanda. say Wanda. I think it's either Agnes or Dottie. It's yeah, people. It's funny you say Dottie. There's another witch in Marvel lore that people think Dottie is. I forget her name. Um, yeah. but she's she the only be the other one. Reaper. She's the only other one who didn't have a um, picture next to her license or driver's license. And then for all we know, I mean, Marvel could make Mephisto a girl if they really wanted to. I mean, who was to say the devil has to be a man? Yeah. I mean, the, the devil can literally choose their appearance well yeah and the devil is opposed to yeah exactly so that, that it makes it makes sense so it's like also know? guys I, i've been holding it in streamer season is mcu canon we made a cameo appearance yes, absolutely fantastic they put a little please stand by thing on to block out our logo because they never really emailed us to get the confirmation to use our likeness uh so they had to the censor out the name but we made an appearance in in WandaVision. Does this mean we made it, boys? Does this mean that I'm an Avenger? We're in the MCU. Yes, we we are Avengers, man. So I can date Elizabeth Olsen. I mean Wanda. <laughs> we finally made it. Uh, you can get away from Vision. Just took five episodes, but yeah. we, we are MCU canon. So he's shout a little empty-headed us. anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> So Billy, Tommy, and Wanda are playing with Sparky. The boys ask where Vision's at, and Wanda replies that he's at work. They're confused. They're like, uh, Mom, it's Saturday. And she's like, no, it's Monday, which also further proves that she has no control over these kids. Time is a flat circle. Time isn't real. These kids are beyond the pale. They know too much. The government's going to be after them in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of said that he needed a break, and they were like, from us? It was like total sitcom, like, disappointed kids. I was like, come on, not the kids. Uh, and I she mean, was like, no, no. Like, sometimes me and your father aren't on the same page. But in the end, you know, he's always going to be your brother, and he's always going to be yours. And then I forget if it was Tommy or, or Billy who asked – you know, mom, do you have a brother? And she had like a dead look on her face and was like, yeah, I do. Um, he lives really far away and that makes mommy sad sometimes. And then you start hearing this whirring noise and Sparky's losing his mind. Poor, poor dog. Um, and Wanda's like, stay right here. Opens the door. Sparky runs outside. Um, and then we see an eighties looking drone flying through (laughs) the sky signaling in on Wanda's house and Wanda's cutting it out of the show, just like she has with other events as well. And, uh, Monica talks into a microphone. It's like, this is sword age of Monica Rambo. Uh, I just want to talk. Wanda's eyes get that red glow again, which was amazing. Uh, and then Hayward says to fire the missile at her which is also very eerie, dates back to the first time we we heard Wanda and her brother's story where a missile was fired at them, didn't necessarily go off. 
Um, and then in, uh, come to find out for two days. there was a Stark logo on this missile that was shot at her. Um, and <laughs> then Wanda goes full badass. And it was kind of from the trailer where we saw kind of the the silhouette of somebody breaking through the hex. Nobody really knew who it was going to be. And then, boom, it's Wanda in her Avengers Endgame costume. And her accent is back. She hucks that drone at all the sword agents and everything as they have guns pointed at her. She's mad as all hell and, you know, brings back the accent. She warns Hayward not to bother her. Um, leave, you know, leave her alone. This is my home. And Monica tries to get through to Wanda after Hayward's, you know, trying to continue to blame her for everything going on. And uh, Wanda's like, oh, you're still here and re-energizes her powers. And, uh, you know, Monica's like, you know, you have control over what's going on. You willingly let me into the hex. Like, you allowed a sword agent to come into your safe space. So you have to know that, like, I'm an ally. Um, that kind of calms Wanda down a bit, I think, mentally. And then uh, she insists that she doesn't want to, uh, you know, hear from anybody again and that she has what she wants and nobody will ever take it from her again. Call back to when she talked to Thanos and said that you took everything from me. Um, and then she uses her telekinesis to turn the sword gunman against Hayward, not on Monica, which I think is very important. And then she goes back into Westview, and that's when all the guys come back to their senses and they, they drop their guns. Yeah. How traumatic must it have been to see the Stark Tech logo on the side of a missile even after she became, you know, quasi semi friends with him, uh, in, in this time with her time with the Avengers, seeing that pointed at her kids must have. She was like, on Team Cap too. Let's not forget that. Yeah, she's never really trusted uh, Tony Stark. I don't think. Like she could be chummy and friendly with him, but like never friends. Well, she, rightfully so. She's not going to, yeah. you know, become with the man's technology that ruined her, that set her on a downward spiral for a while. Um, it's also, it's interesting because, you know, her and her brother were exposed to that at the ripe age of, uh, what was that, Kyle? Ten, right? Uh, ten. And uh, her two little boys uh, were like, yay, I get to experience warfare. <laughs> um, and then after that moment is when the commercial play, but like that whole scene of when Wanda's outside of Westview, you know, doing the damn thing, being a badass, like that arguably might be my favorite scene of this episode because of how it was shot and just the, the discourse between everybody, Wanda's accent coming back. It was like, she was really channeling like her inner self from all facets of her life and she was, like, clearly targeting Hayward because when she said uh, no one will ever take it from her again, she stared his, his ass down and was like, this is meant for you and turned all the guns on him. There's some sort of lingering beef between Hayward and Wanda. I'm, I mean, he took her dead boyfriend's body. And tried to make a living weapon out of it. I would be pissed at him too. Like, 
and again, I think this goes back to the subconscious trust that uh, Wanda has for Monica. Because she could have turned those guns on Monica too. And yeah. She yeah, she or she could have easily killed Monica killed when him. she freaked yeah. out. Like she held a lot back, and this was definitely my second favorite scene of the episode because my favorite scene has to be the ending scene, which we're not going to talk about quite yet. Yeah, but we'll, we'll definitely get to that. But then when Wanda goes back into Westview, the whole CMBR sh- like force field goes mega red, and I think that was kind of like in a way like Wanda recapturing some things, but also somebody else kind of, you know, making their presence known. I think she's really, that was to let them know that nobody else is getting into the, the force field anymore. That was her re-strengthening, probably making more dangerous, uh, yeah, the outfield more dangerous and, I can't think of what the effects might do on the people inside. Maybe they become the first mutants. Yeah, in the MCU. I th- I thought that too, but a lot of people in there are older, so I'm not sure if Marvel's about to have a bunch of like mm-hmm. 45 plus like X Men running around. Like, well, I'll get them. <gasps> my back. <laughs> I mean, as as Vision said later in the episode. Uh, that there are no, and he pointed out there are no you're kids. Right, Maybe you're, the you're kids right. that are introduced next week. I was just gonna say that if there's more children, because there was children in the trigger tree episode uh, in the preview, right? Which has to yeah. be next week's episode. But yeah, that that makes a question: Does she make people do the bow chicka wow wow and speed things up, or does she go abduct more children out in the world and then make them mutants, or does or she just create them out of nothing, or does she make the people in there go like turn into kids? Because she can reverse reality. I don't know. We'll find out. She uh, she could make a new reality where there are kids in the bubble now. Like, that's part of her powers. I hope not. I hope she, Can you imagine explaining to that kid, uh, yeah, your mommy and uh, your dad, not sure, uh, made you in a uh, radiation tinfoil bubble. Um, you popped out at the age of 12, and you are now 13. Congrats. You've been alive for eight minutes. Well, I have a whole theory on this. And you have superpowers, too. There's a, a thing that's boiling in my head when we get to the end of the episode. But Billy and Tommy and Wanda go out on the look for Sparky around the neighborhood. Good old friend Dennis the Mailman pops back up. Is he the missing person? Uh, I don't think so. I think he is, uh, Nightmare. Sus. Oh, you think he's Nightmare? Because he's always, in the comics, he's always around with Mephisto. Like, he's part of that kind of, like, syndicate, in a sense. I mean, it's him, Mephisto, and Grim Reaper. Earlier in WandaVision, you know, during episode two, he said, you know, to Agnes, oh, don't shoot the messenger. Like, he's kind of just there to, like, lead things along. We saw his helmet in the intro of, like, the Bewitched intro when Vision goes through the floorboards and everything. Yeah. That's my guess, is who Dennis and the Mailman is. Their interaction was weird with one another, the Mailman to Agnes. It wasn't friendly, and it wasn't, like, hypnotic. Like, hello, neighbor. Like, it was, there was some meaning to it, like, like you just said. So that's, that's a good point. So, and there was no, like, real report on him either on... You know, the board last episode, like, I think that he's Nightmare. That's my guess. I'm putting it on the record. 
So if it happens, you heard it here first. Um, but he also notes that he could that Sparky couldn't have gotten far, cryptically noting that Wanda wouldn't let him, which also yeah, leads me to believe that like down. something he knows something. Uh, and then they soon learn Sparky got into Agnes's front yard and died from eating azalea bush leaves. Man, which in the comics, Sparky eats a plant that causes him to die, and then uh, come to find out, you know. This was in one of the more recent Vision runs where he's not married to Wanda. It's like his like robot family. family. Yeah. And uh, that plant only grows in Agnes's yard, who's Agatha Harkness. I have two theories on what happened to Sparky. And we talked about this before we started recording. Either that drone missile killed Sparky. God damn, U.S. government. Or... When Tommy was teaching Sparky how to speak and put the treat to his head, kind of like how Vision put his fingers to Norm's head and was able to, like, unlock things, Agnes kind of got scared that Sparky was going to learn how to actually speak. Sparky saw something, maybe Ralph, and was going to go relay that to the family, let them know what was going down, and she was like, oh, I got to end this dog now. And when they found... Agnes and Sparky, she was mid burying him, but had to pivot because the kids were there. Yeah, I like those theories, man. I I, uh, I could see that. I think the one theory I thought about when I'm seeing as well. I don't know if Harrison's gonna probably have his own theory, so I don't want to steal his thunder. But if if it's close to what you're thinking, I was gonna say um, that I think she purposely killed the dog. I think we're all on that page. She's just, yes. I mean, like. So the dog happens to eat leaves, and then you happen to have a blanket nearby and happen to wrap it up perfectly like a little dead dog burrito and then give it to the children? Like, come on. Um, so I think she did it on purpose because, like I pointed out off-camera, Vision is not really a human. He is a cyborg or cynetic being, an artificial thing. Synthesoid. Uh, synthesoid, yes. Thank you, sir. Um, and My favorite one. Vibranium synthesoid, to be exact. I, I just yeah. love that. I love that term so much. A dog is a dog. Um, so this could be Agnes, uh, aka Agatha, or also from her higher ups, either Nightmare or Grimmy or Mephisto, wanting to test and see if Wanda can truly bring someone back from the dead or a living being. And I think she was thinking about it, but then in like relief of the scene, Vision walks up and goes, "Bring back who?" Yeah, and yeah, Agnes Vision, is Vision like, saved the day again. Agnes is curious that Juan, you know, the boys are like, Mom, you said that, you know, family's forever. You can bring people back from the dead. And Agnes is like, you can do that? And she's like, oh, shit. Like, she's going to be able to bring this dog back. He's going to be able to talk. Our secret's going to be busted. And then, like, Wanda kind of has a moment where it's like, you know, you can't always reverse everything, which I think was kind of a coming of reality to her in a way. Um, with vision and prevents the kids from aging again because they were ready to age up and, and get away from this first trauma that they experienced. You better tell the them age stop of, doing that. At the age of 10, <laughs> yeah. at the age of 10, which was the first time Wanda and her brother experienced uh, trauma. And then uh, vision comes up, like we said, and then they, they go back to the house. Vision has to bury the dog, washes his hands in the same sink where they found the dog, 
So there's probably little sparky hairs in the sink, which is just tragic to think Ooh, about. That's so depressing. It's so sad. Um, and then Vision tells Wanda that he talked to Norm at work and discovered Norm's suppressed personality and knows that she's been controlling the town's residents, which we don't know for sure because Norm never I, said Wanda. Um, I don't think it's her. Wanda tries to avoid the conversation by starting the sitcom's closing credits, which I think for a lot of people, they now are understanding how the sitcom is coming into play in a lot of, of ways in WandaVision, where Wanda's controlling the, the pace of the show, and it's like, oh, she doesn't want to deal with it? Oh, show's over. Time to roll the credits, which those credits are also actual people who work on WandaVision, which I love that. Uh, it's a show within a show within a show within a show. Showception. And Vision's like, no, we're not doing this. You know, he he confronts her about what the Maximoff anomaly is and what she's doing to Westview. And he was like, no, we're not doing what? So you can just put on TV and we can watch TV, breaking the fourth wall uh, a little bit there. And then uh, he 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 loses it. And this was a badass hair on my arms raised up scene when vision starts yelling at Wanda Wanda yells back they go full-blown superpowers and they're levitating in the air and uh vision's like you don't you don't get to tell me what to do like that's not your place and that scene is just it gives you chills never seen vision get that you know animated about anything before He's always yeah. been the calm, level-headed, I mean, artificial well, intelligence he was, robot. He was a computer but... for a while, so he didn't have, he didn't have any room to get yeah. like that kind of uh, emotion. It, it was a crazy sequence, them arguing and her just saying before that, just and rubbed me the wrong way when he was like, you don't get to tell me what to do. And she's like, oh, I don't. All right. You know, I was like, oh, crap. She's just like basically uh, like low-key admitted to the fact that like she obviously – brought you back yeah brainwashed you like like erase memories essentially like ah you don't need that 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 and she she did control him because earlier in the show she like was able to control the situation at least and rewind it or tell him when the one person was choking and she barked to him like a dog and said vision help him and he did it yeah the full-blown like big quote is all this is for us so let me handle it and vision's like what is outside of westview she says, you don't want to know, I promise you. And he says, you don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda. And it's it's really, like, revealing for the entire, like, rest of series. That, like, Vision's Mommy and like, Daddy are fighting. Vision's curious about what the hell's going on. He's no longer, like, under this trance to help Wanda feel better about herself and, like, kind of cope with everything. And, um... You know, the vision's like, there's no kid. Why are there no other children in Westview? I walk by that playground. It sits still every morning. And Wanda's like, you think I'm controlling, like, all of this? And, like, really, like, passionate about that. Like, she doesn't even know how all of this started. And then we hear a doorbell ring. And Wanda insists that she didn't do it. And Vision's like saying that he wants to believe her, but he's avoiding, you know, statistics and everything. They go answer the door, and then the back shot is some silver and black hair, 
Oh my goodness. And it's her long lost major chills. It's her long lost brother Pietro, except it's not the Pietro from the MCU. It is X Men Pietro. So yeah. Dude, I'm sure we all were collectively mind blown, obviously. We all knew we all knew her brother was gonna make a cameo or appearance. We just weren't sure as a fan base if it was gonna be Evan Peters or the other actors, Aaron, Zach, Aaron, whatever his name, I forget his name right now. Aaron Taylor Johnson. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Do you, you guys notice, though, when she looked at him, it wasn't like, a, oh, my God, my brother at first. It's like, who the, who the hell is this person in my door? Yes. yes. I mean, she wouldn't she wouldn't have known that that was Pietro just from looking at him. Like, No, I know. I, I know. I know, but also if a completely different person, like I have a brother, if an alternate universe or an alternate version of my brother who doesn't sound anything, like they made him have an Italian accent, by the way. Like, a, yeah, like hey, he, he sound, hey, Twitch. He, he's Uncle Jesse. He sounded like Uncle Jesse, yeah. Yeah, so if I had, if my, if my brother had an accent and didn't look the same and was like, hey, I'm your brother, Tyler, or, like, I would be like, who, uh, who's what? the popsicle? So, yeah, I'd be like, who are you? Here's here's my thought on on that. So yeah, if you if you put the subtitles on to watch this, it, it clearly says Quicksilver from the X Men. So like WandaVision and Marvel want you to know that this is not Pietro from the MCU. This is a different Quicksilver, different Pietro. And you know, the way that Wanda has that, that dead look, like Dylan said, is like, is this really him? Like she's very confused on one, because we know Sword has had like a around the clock look of what's going on around the hex. Whoever Pietro actually is had to have been in the hex yep. beforehand. Or I think that the hex could be like a a stake in the ground for the multiverse. Like everything channels through there. So if Wanda was to pluck someone out of a different universe, they would wind up in her hex. So I guess that makes pretty good sense if you think about it. So like the X-Men universe is now a separate part of the multiverse to the main MCU. And now that bridge is open between their universe and the MCU. But would they would they pop up mind automatically mind controlled or you know what I mean? Like so there's also this thing that I've like noticed too to kind of introduce this Quicksilver. The way that the Fox X Men movies went down, they also jumped like decade to decade to decade and this Quicksilver was hanging around in the eighties. In the Fox X Men movies, oh. so it's like the perfect crossover. And knowing that MCU Pietro wasn't born until 1989, this Quicksilver's older and fits the timeline. So that That's... is like kind of the crossing of introducing the the X Men link into all of this. In my opinion, That's, that's a good look. So somewhere right now in the hex. Hugh Jackman's trying to water his lawn with his claws out. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. You just no, that's the big cameo. That is the Luke Skywalker cameo right there. Yo, so Jack- honestly, Jackman watering his lawn. 
And Honestly, I would be the- okay if that's the ca- cameo, by the way, if it's Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. coming back as well. Stanley. Imagine he just flips off one of the kids with one of his claws. Like, who better to spark off a potential House of M like storyline going forward than the Wolverine? Like, our everyone's or childhood. House of M, House of Magneto, bringing okay. uh, well, bringing Sir Ian McKellen. I'm uh, already for that one. I'm like, already. I, either way, if you bring any of the OG actors, you bring in Sir Patrick him or Hugh Jackman, I'm I'm okay with either. Alright, any three of them. All, give me all of them, please. And That's like, what we want. Like I talked about before we started recording too, but there's a mirror behind Wanda when the door opens, and we kind of have that point of view of Quicksilver. You see Wanda's reflection in the mirror, but you don't see anything of Pietro at this one specific stop where both of them would technically be in this mirror. But there's like this like gray, like mist looking thing that is going yeah. across the mirror, and nice. it kind of looks like an arm. And it's like, okay, who's drawing this thing in? Like, who's drawing Quicksilver into the house to comfort Wanda? Because now Vision doesn't necessarily have like the the same purpose that he had initially because he's starting to question everything Wanda's doing what's the next best thing to help Wanda be comforted it's her long lost brother that you know was killed by Ultron and she hasn't seen in years yeah and what better for them if they're gonna do the Mephisto plot line what better for him to be disguised as her sibling for when he eats the children yeah I, I totally think like there's a chance that this Quicksilver, although he's from a different multiverse, like it could be Mephisto, like Mephisto could be controlling, uh, you know, Evan Peters to come into the house and kind of just gain Wanda's trust. Like, there's a lot of things that could unfold here. He's totally yeah. the Uncle Jesse as well, which I absolutely love. Uh, and also sees Vision and questions who's the popsicle, uh, which I cackled at. Um, but that means he sees Vision's, uh, you know, like redhead and not yeah. blind. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's weird. It's very. It's gonna be. I guess we'll know. It, also, Evan Peters is something to note that he's been in American Horror Story, so he's no. Yep. He knows how to flip stranger. a switch. I'm saying yeah. So he's no stranger to putting on a cynical evil role. So next episode, if we see him get dark at all, we can infer that maybe like we're saying, Mephisto is pulling the strings to him. It's not actually her brother, or if it is. He's, you know, being manipulated. I, I, I don't know. Like, it's once again, they're go, they're leaving off in a direction in which they could go left, right, up, down, right, up, up, like, wherever they want to go. And, yeah, all of them. I, I think I said off camera as well, I want to make a point of Agnes was the one who kept coming up, usually when Wanda would talk to Vision. But things in general have happened. Every single time that Vision or Wanda's had a problem, or and really it's been Vision, honestly, slowly realizing it as the show's gone on, something has popped up, whether it's Agnes, the beekeeper, Wanda revisiting, the drone, the helicopter, etc. So, coincidentally, when Wanda and when Daddy and Mommy are having a big fight, you know, about to use their powers and duke it out in the 80s home, um, you know, shortly after, knock, 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 it's your brother from an alternate universe. That's that's no that's no coincidence in timing. Could this also why... be the kids, because now they know Wanda has a brother, could this be the kids' way of being like, oh, hey, let's help mom out, because she's not, like, being herself? Could it be Wicked and Speed <laughs> using their powers to, like, yes. help their mom out? 
Yes, but if they're doing it, then it's only an illusion because they talked about how they can't bring people back from the, 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 the dead. Granted, this is also an alternate universe version of Quicksilver, but I'm not sure if the 10-year-old version of him is powerful enough because we haven't even really seen them use their powers yet besides the brief possible training with a dog that you pointed out. Also, when Wanda like says Pietro and like questions if it's him, he doesn't like answer like yes or no. He's just yeah, kind of like, like, you know, yeah. come on, come on. And it's, it's, the, it's a, it's a, yeah, the choice of words he yeah. had where it's like, what, you don't you want to hug your long lost brother and let him squeeze you to death or something like Very the, like yeah. specific choice of words. Yeah, well, that, I, it's, it's fun you say that. That's why I forgot to mention that. There's a theory that Agnes and people like that have almost almost like when uh, Baron Zemo used the Cobras to make Bucky snap. Like they think that maybe like whoever is controlling Wanda basically has like set phrases that they that they say to snap Ooh. her back into <clears throat> being a puppet basically or being blissfully aware. Because at times, like I've said, you've seen her even question like what the hell's going on, and then she goes from like questioning to like badass and female empowerment, awesome. Like I'm scared of her woman. Back to like corky housewife you know what i mean it's like it's a weird dynamic so i don't think it's always her in driver's seat it, it clearly isn't i think she's as i've said multiple times at this episode she's losing control of what's going on around her and that's terrifying to her it could and, also be her just having like triple quadruple personality disorder and just going crazy <laughs> i mean she literally created two children out of nothing yes i'm saying so she's losing her losing well her well, I, I, I forget which one of you I text. I think it was you, Harrison, that I texted about this, where uh, the first time we see Wanda and Vision in either, yeah, it had to be uh, Infinity War when they're like oh, yeah. all just together, kind of like in their own seclusion thing. Um, the blip, yeah, all they the was blip time. couldn't have done wonders for anybody that was pregnant. Who's to say Wait. that in Infinity War, yeah. Wanda was potentially pregnant, the blip potentially gave the kids their powers, and now they are, you know, revealed and born yeah. in the hex. That's a great point. That's a, that's, that's a, oh, I actually man. like that theory. I want that to happen more than my, my the simpler theory, which follows the comic with Mephisto, that he basically helps her get pregnant because he gets power out of it when he consumes the children. Um, I, I want on. that to happen, yeah. They were on the run for, what, two years? They were in seclusion because of the Sokovia Accords to, like, keep Wanda away from doing anything. It mm. makes sense. Who's There's to say a theory that about... she didn't get pregnant in Infinity War and then the blip happens, she goes away, Vision's dead, come back in this, you know, yeah. made up, you know, fantasy world essentially for her to hide away again. And I like that. Things continue as they were supposed to and now she has her twins. They haven't talked about that. People have theorized about like the, they haven't confirmed it like whether if you were pregnant during the blip if the first yeah. the baby would die yet. But I bring that up because Kyle is definitely on something because there's a popular theory that Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, and Steve Rogers, Captain America, had a little bump and grind action uh, because when the blip happens initially, she runs basically straight towards Steve and they hold and she cries. She kind of like looks at, you know, Hawk, Bruce Banner, and kind of said, all right, whatever, and runs to Steve. And there is a comic book line in which 
her and Black Widow and Steve find a way because, you know, Black Widow is deprived of the ability to make children and her terrible, terrible childhood upbringing. Um, yeah. She Ooh. is able to get pregnant with Steve Rogers. And I'm going to credit that to the fact that he's like super serum and more more ways than one if you catch my drift. Oh, uh, so, oh, so God. Hey, I had to put it out there. I just got to say it. But no, point <laughs> is, point is that, that, that could be Marvel low-key like weaving the way for what Kyle said to also be true. And I would like to know, it's kind of, it's, it's fucked up. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to curse there, but I would like to know if someone was pregnant during the blip, would their baby die? And if so, like what if they were pregnant by alternate circumstances when people got snapped back? Do they have twins? AKA, you know, I, mean, I don't know. So interesting. I'm genuinely curious. How does a synthesoid and a human make a baby? Let's also not forget there wasn't one blip. There wasn't two blips. There were four blips. There were in the all pun intended here in the end game. There were. I yeah. There was the one to get rid of everyone. The one to destroy the stones. The one to reverse everything. The one to reverse everything, and then the one to get rid of Thanos. Yep. So that's, that's a, a whole lot of cosmic lot of energy. CMBR, radiation, like, there's a lot of things that could unfold from the the results of all these blips happening. Yeah. It, it, it can't have a good effect on anybody, because that's just so much cosmic radiation. Yeah. It's too much cos- cosmic radiation, to be honest. If could that, that be comes the true, star of powers? I'm, a, like I'm just, so... Just... Just that fact alone, like without even Wanda, like the fact that how you guys are talking about how Earth has uh, sustained a lot of uh, radiation over the course of uh, a short period of time, could that contribute towards the uh, House of M storyline? Like, if if they don't want to make the uh, the mutants come from an alternate universe, yeah, make it from the fact that the Earth's been like nuked essentially four times, worse than nuked, like. Every single square mile of the Earth now has cosmic cosmic radiation, which must be more deadly than just normal radiation. Yeah, I don't know what the side effects are. I'm not sure if they're going to grow three arms, but who knows? Mutants. Yeah. <laughs> Dinkelberg. <laughs> uh, and as we always do, we're going to start off with what would you, how did you guys score this episode? Oh, this was um, – so we, what Under, are we doing? We're doing 100 is, to 10. This is your personal scale first, like oh, your this was, rating. This was 10, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 as a fan. Yeah. Um, uh, and looking more critically at it, I'm going to give it like – again, another high score. I'm going to give it like a 9.2. I'll say 9.1 in case uh, Harrison's wrong. Yeah, I, I give this a 10 out of 10 on my scale. Is is This blew episode four out of the water. Um, and it just opened up so many more like theories and, and avenues that this thing can go. Plus Quicksilver, like, come on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Be better Quicksilver. Be better Quicksilver. Sorry, not sorry. He's been in four movies. The other one only got one. So, (laughs) and he was pretty underdeveloped in that movie. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes out of 16 reviews has a reported 100% approval rating what? and an average no score no of 8.5 out of 10 based on hey. those 16 reviews. 
Uh, you got me last week, so you. Uh, I got you last week, so you got me this week. Yes, sir. And the site's critical consensus reads, on a very special episode of WandaVision, there are no new answers, but some well-played twists open the door for a host of new questions and one very unexpected guest. Yes, that's a very unexpected guest indeed. Um, this also, also is not the... We can all agree this is not the guest actor or actress that Paul Bettany has been teasing. Oh, 112%. If you go look at the quote, uh, he's it, the way it's phrased, it seems like it's... I'm not knocking Mr. Peters, but it seems like he's talking about like a big time it's gotta be on the level of luke skywalker like mark hamill please give me sir patrick stewart as which makes sense because sir patrick stewart has been literally in star trek and in x-men yeah well if and if not sir patrick stewart give me sir ian mckellen give me one of the two they're literally they're sirs they're knighted that's that's cool in itself yeah my guess is i don't think there has been a knight in the mcu yet it's got to oh, be Moon Sir Knight, Patrick though. Stewart. Well, they, they got Moon Moon Knight, and then in the Eternals, uh, Kit Harrington is going to be playing Knight. I forget his name though. Yeah, which is my guess is it's 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 got to be Sir Patrick Stewart. And uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson were both in Kick Ass too. Yes, they were. Yeah. So. My guess is it's got to be Sir Patrick Stewart as the guest, though. As like I 110% ship that. That's like on the same level as Mark Hamill, in my opinion. Yes, because he's, they're both they're, either of the sirs in that, in that old, in the old X-Men series are iconic because one played Gandalf and Magneto and the other one played... Um, who, who's the lead the lead person of Star Trek? I, I, my inner nerds being Captain... Uh, Captain Kirk. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Kyle. I could, I, Jesus, I'm a bad nerd for not knowing that one. <laughs> Also, Wait, which the, one, Patrick Stewart? No, he didn't play Captain Kirk. He played the other, the other Star Trek character. Card. Card. Sorry, thank you, thank you. But still, my point is, they both have had iconic roles in in the X Men now Marvel X Men universe, and they had iconic roles elsewhere. So Kyle's right. That would deem a Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill worthy cameo. The other speculated one, because they never worked on set together, is that Doctor Strange could make an appearance. Um, which would be cool. That's just, cool. I mean, he's had a good acting career so far. He's Doctor Who and Doctor Strange. So. I don't know if it's on that same level as like a Sir Patrick Stewart or a Mark Hamill type appearance in The Mandalorian. Um, I, I think, again, I think a Reed Richards, John Krasinski review. Uh, John Krasinski is already massive. in WandaVision, Harrison. I keep forgetting. I keep Come forgetting Come on, get, your, get it together. Uh... Also, uh, like, I know this would make Dylan just collapse, but what if it's Michael Fassbender? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, should, he just turns up at the end, Wanda, I am your father. If Michael Fassbender, I'll, I'll make sure I'll record myself for last episode so you can post my reaction if it's Michael Fassbender. I will literally, I'll probably, like, screech, honestly. I don't even know what, what sound I'll do. It'll be it'll like be that, that TikTok thing where it's like, oh, no. Oh no. no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Dylan just like falls Dude, down the I stairs. Love, I love, I love, I love that. I, Magneto is my favorite villain, which I guess, depending upon how you look at him, 
he's not really a villain. The man literally survives the Holocaust yeah. and also is part of the mutant, which is basically Marvel's version of the Jewish race because they are oppressed and constantly try to be exterminated by humanity. He, so, he's supposed to be Malcolm X. Yeah, the man like, is just like a martyr, bro. And that's I like that. And, you know, sometimes you got to get the hands dirty. And uh, also... Kyle hinted at it earlier, I think off camera, they, they did homage to Magneto's first scene with Wanda pointing all the guns at the, at the uh, yep. guy. It's the same thing when Magneto shows how badass he is and stops a barrage of police officer bullets and turns them around. Literally iconic um, in my early childhood. and It's just, it would be awesome because also Magneto is Wanda's dad. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that's going to happen, and this is only the fifth episode, so you still got four more of these things, and literally anything could pop off. Uh, moving forward, I'm stoked, and this episode was so wild, we did almost two hours, and that's what we're here for. We just like nerding out and talking about all this stuff. Expectations for next week, though, I, my it's got to be the Halloween episode. It has to be. It has to be. It better be. I, I, I need some answers now. They can stop throwing me through a loop. My brain hurts. I, I love it, but I would like, uh, I think going forward, they're going to start dialing in more plot details. I think next week, Vision's going to find out the full truth. Yeah, and walk out and die. <laughs> yep, that's what, yeah. that's what I think. Well, I guess, is he, I don't know if that's dying twice. Who knows? I don't know. Or just stop working, and then Wanda drags him back in. And it's like when you accidentally go a little too far when you're vacuuming; the vacuum turns off. Yeah, the plug's up. All just, I'm saying is, stop working. Next week should be like the '90s, which is near and dear to all of our hearts. We grew up in the '90s. If we get any sort of Boy Meets World homage, I will lose my mind. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen have to be making an appearance, right? That That's just insane. kind of a given. I'm like looking at 90s sitcoms right now that could potentially. Fresh Prince spoof? Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which Aunt Viv got recast. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Let's not forget. That could be a. That, Aunt Viv, Uncle Pietro. Aunt Viv got recast. Becky Connors on Roseanne got recast. Like. There's a lot of like recasting that goes on in the late 80s and 90s. This is true. Uh, we could get Saved by the Bell. Oh, that'd be awesome. Rip Screech. Um, Full House obviously made a, a giant run into the 90s as well. Um, there, There's a lot that could be... There's a lot of 90s shows, man. Done. There's a lot. There's, there's, a, there's literally... I can't even name them all the time many there is. Oh, you know what it could be? Because, like, there haven't been chil- married with children. Ooh. We could get a little bit of that since there are no kids in Westview. We could get some. When there are about to be a bunch of kids in Westview. We could get some, some stuff from the nanny. Ooh. Um, is the one with Tim Allen in the 90s home improvement? Yes, it is. I think they're going to do the scene of Vision oh, the... or someone talking on the fence to yes. the neighbor. It's going to be and Ralph. Ralph is going to be the neighbor. Yes, or thank her. you, Kyle. Thank you for her. talking yes. this into existence. Let's go. Yes, because that, that is an iconic, I guess, oh. TV history. That like that, that kind of thing is awesome. Pause. Sabrina the Teenage Witch happened in the nineties. Which oh, it, it, 
Well, Buffy that, the that's Vamp- right there. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's like a magic show, right? That's a '90s show as well. What if we? What if we get a cameo, of Melissa Joan Hart? Oh my god. That'd be cool. <laughs> or or awesome. the or the cat from. <laughs> From Sabrina, <laughs> no, it's gonna be the bunny. It's gonna be the bunny and the cat, and they're gonna start talking to each other because the bunny's the devil. Dude, there's the, the bunny is Mephisto. I'm calling it now. Like, there's no shot the bunny's not Mephisto. It's only been one episode though of the bunny, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the but, the animal has changed. That has been around Agnes. So, it was the lobsters. Then it was the bunny. Now it's Sparky. There, there is room that you know that that could be the case. I guess we'll see. I'm just, I'm excited to see what '90s shows they make fun, not like make fun of slash pay homage to slash twist. Yeah, Third Rock from it's the Sun. It's gonna be great. I really hope they do that fence scene now. Kyle, oh, gonna it be has awesome. to happen. Like they, need it was just, to it was that. just Vision posted up in '90s out '90s outfit. Like, hey, hey, neighbor. <laughs> and then we just have like a bucket hat with like devil horns peeking through it. Yeah, it needs to happen. Um, but yeah, next week definitely has to be the the Halloween episode, and then episode seven, eight, and nine are supposed to be allegedly like the big bad showdown, like MCU type episodes. So it's gonna get crazy, and that's why you guys gotta follow us on social media, stay up to date with everything. Dylan posted a badass theory. For uh, who the twins? Oh, should I didn't be. even say that yet. Let, I let, forgot. Let the people know so it's oh, on record yeah. on the pod too, Dylan. When these so, kids age up and become young Avengers. Yeah, uh, we grew up watching two uh, amazing young twins. They were in a hotel, and then they went on a cruise ship. Didn't like the cruise ship as much, but that's a comic for another day. Um, yeah, that'd be Dylan and Cole Sprouse, the Mr. Troublemakers. Um, yes, they've both gone on to do different things, but they're only twenty-eight, and they still look. They look a lot younger than 28. And uh, I think from a nostalgic factor, anybody who watched the show would immediately ship this. And I think from an acting perspective, um, they'd be able to do it too. Uh, I I, I believe one of them in the past has actually said they wouldn't mind being in the MCU in the last two, three years. I think it was Dylan that said that. I'm not sure. Um, Being identical twins, it's kind of hard to... uh, realize which one's which at times but i know one of them i think one of them stayed in acting and one of them graduated college cole, they both sprouse, kind of lived... cole sprouse has been in riverdale yeah. yes and D- dylan i think uh dylan's done like a bunch doing of his like own thing. behind the scenes stuff like he's done like the like directing and writing and that kind of stuff if I'm yes not and i believe i believe one of them said like i said they wanted to go in the mcu i, I saw that earlier and then one of them said more the same one that they would be willing to act with their brother again on one condition, and I'm not sure what it was because I, I was pressed for time. But I, I can't imagine like if they get pitched to be two of the coolest twin slash brother duos in like comic book history, like that they, they can't pass that down. No, that they would automatically take that. Totally sign me up for it. It just needs to happen. It would be so good. Plus, one of them's like dyed their hair black already, like. Just make it happen. Dylan and Cole Sprouse for the MCU. Pseudo confirmed by us. We're making we're manifesting. We're speaking it into existence. And, we're uh, wandering into existence. <laughs> that's why you guys need to follow us on social. You can follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. You can follow Harrison at Harry GK eighty three. And you can follow me at KBIZZL three one one. And make sure you follow the podcast on social media. 
Twitter and Instagram at streamer SZN and check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know who you think Paul Bettany's, you know, long awaited, you know, actor that he wants to act with and work with is, uh, what you think is coming, uh, in these next four episodes that we have left of WandaVision, what could potentially pop off, uh, we want to hear from you guys. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. Five stars only, though, because we have standards. We know you do, too, and we know they are five stars. Or, you know, if they could change it, maybe six to make it a hexagon, but who knows. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcast, the the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio. We're on a whole bunch of different podcast platforms now and should be coming to a few more very soon but wherever you get your podcast we're typically there so check us out there and uh we'll be back later this week for episode six crazy that we're like coming on the down slope of of these episodes but hey these episodes are gonna bleed into each other because the last episode of wandavision is slated for march 5th there should be a one week gap and then we get the falcon and the winter soldier so a lot of marvel mondays still to come uh, yes sir right after that it's going to be oh, a blast. Wow. So stay up to date with us on social. Subscribe to the podcast. Be a friend. Tell a friend. And uh, let's get to number five in the U.S. to join our, our Nigerian ranking as well. Shout out to our Nigerian listeners. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Thank you to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Manscaped, and Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Same promo code on all three websites. Tomahawk Shades gets you 25% off your order. And right now, free domestic shipping on all orders, manscaped.com, promo code USP gets you 20% off, free shipping, and a big old thank you from your balls. And stateside Urban Craft Vodka, 10% off the one liter vodka bottles when you use our code USP at checkout. Must be 21 or older to order. Please drink responsibly. And our stateside vodka cocktail of the week is the Cosmopolitan. We'll have that recipe up on our social media as well later in the week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. This has been the episode five breakdown of WandaVision right here on Marvel Mondays on the Streamer Season podcast feed, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. For Dylan, for Harrison, I'm KB. We are signing off. Peace.